In episode 2 of the PvP Bearcast, we introduce ourselves a bit more, review a few games from the current sprint, answer some of your questions, and give you some of our predictions on D2. Welcome everybody to episode two of the PvP Bearcast. I am Caveman, uh, joined by Ursus and uh, Doc Holland. What's going on, guys? Not too much. How you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. Ursus. Doing good. Up, doing good. Nice. Just, nice. Uh, ready to do this? Yeah. Episode awesome. two. We 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 made it out of pre-production. They accepted this in for the full season. <laughs> So uh, we talked a lot last week about PvP Bear, the the organization, and all of kind of entails that. But this week we're gonna talk a little bit about ourselves, so you guys can kind of get to know us a little bit. We've got a few questions that we kind of come up with to uh, help you guys get to know us better. So uh, I'm gonna start off asking Ursus what's uh, some of some of his background with gaming and whatnot. So what what got you into gaming, Ursus? Uh, started out. At the very beginning, um, my my young life. Yes, also I'm in my bathroom again. Sorry guys, but um, so it started out. I got a Super Nintendo when I was like five, and I got uh, Super Mario World and Donkey Kong Country and all those awesome games, um, and just kind of always have played video games like as long as I can remember. Um, just just always been something I like to do. So um, a lot of fun. What uh, what got you into Destiny specifically? Uh, I guess that started because I was super into Halo. Anyone who knows me or has known me for longer than a couple days probably wishes I would shut up about how much I love Halo. So um, competing in Halo and playing in Halo events and, and just having Halo be a huge part of my life. Bungie released this other game when I kind of got out of Halo because uh, Halo 4 was not really my cup of tea for competitive play and uh fell in love with with destiny and it's i don't know it, it's a completely different animal for sure I, I really love it for sure um inside destiny what's your favorite what's your favorite class do you play the most that would be the gunslinger sir that is uh the best class in the game by far <laughs> it's um, probably the most contest. probably the most obvious question he'll ever get asked there you go. Yeah. Uh, probably the easiest question to answer. Yeah. <laughs> what's your favorite gun? Um, like, what's uh, your what's kind of like your, your typical loadout, but what's like your favorite primary? Favorite primary is Ice Luna. Um, it was Hawkmoon for a long time until we started playing competitive settings, and of course, can't use Hawkmoon. Uh, so, Ice Luna is a. Um, I, I like Ice Luna better than Hawkmoon, actually. It's. Uh, just super consistent. You have a lot of mobility. You have a lot of flexibility with how you use it, and it rewards um, good shots. So I, I really like Isolina a lot. Nice. Are you usually a sniper, fusion rifle, or shotgun, or what do you typically? What do you kind of lean towards? As far as that? Uh, just recently, I've tried to start picking up shotgun because uh, shotgunning is by far the most used special weapons still even with all the nerfs and stuff but really uh i think a lot of people who come from halo 2 would would also probably snipe and i've sniped for 99 percent of the time i played this game with the trusty herb benevolence uh still use it to this day yeah buddy great gun nice. great gun it is a great gun very good gun what's your what's your favorite map pvp map in the game uh, and has There's it changed? Few. Has it changed? Did you just like something and now you're kind of like, eh? Uh, I did used to like Pantheon a lot, but that's also not um, in our rotation. And I don't know. I guess I kind of like other maps better. Exodus Blue is super good. I really like Burning Shrine also. And actually one that I like a lot that a lot of people really hate is Twilight Gap is definitely in my top three it might even it might even surpass the other ones i don't know i really like twilight gap twilight grap twilight gap nice and your favorite your favorite game type uh zone control i think it rewards the map control the best there's no extra points for first place kills or super kills or um 
stuff yeah. like that. So you really know the the team who won had control of the map most of the game. Uh, I, of the three that we play, zone control for sure. There you go. Yeah, I like zone control a lot too. So we have one more question, and this is the one that everybody needs to know oh, and God. is, I'm sure, clamoring for the answer. This is the big one in Discord is uh, chicken wings that have bones in them <laughs> or non-chicken wing with no bones? <laughs> so boneless, on the topic boneless or no? Of chicken wings versus chicken nugget imposters um i'm gonna have to go with chicken wings the actual wings with the bones in them um uh, wing bone in wing or die that's what i say yeah fair enough fair enough on that one good answer so i will also uh you know kind of go around uh doc i'm gonna ask you the same stuff buddy so start off Let's see. What was it? I can't remember the order came in with. Okay, so I'll just say, what is your class? What class do you prefer to use? Well, uh, I'm kind of a jack of all trades when it comes to classes because I have a a class for each, you know, warlock, hunter, and titan that I play, and I can play pretty proficiently. So, but I main right now a striker, titan, and sweats, and that's probably what I'm the most comfortable with at the moment. Yeah. Uh, in year two, I was a gunslinger, a heavy gunslinger. Um, and so I, those are the, the three primary classes I run. So when I run trials with each, you know, class, those are the three subclasses I run. All super solid choices, especially, uh, one in particular. Of course. Uh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, really, and I like, I like striker a lot too. Um, I think I remember you being quite the, uh, proficient skater in the games that we've played. Yeah, I've, I've, um, uh, I've definitely practiced up on that a little bit because it's definitely, it helps a lot. And I've gotten to the point where I can, I can be skating in one direction. I can do a 360 while I'm skating to throw a grenade and keep going in the same direction I'm going. So it's... Yeah, that stuff like that's awesome. Plus, especially if you can spin around and shoulder charge in a completely like a 90 degree angle from where you were flying. Yeah. It's, really throw people off. Mm-hmm. So. And it's also great for evading to get around a corner as I'm skating away from a situation. Very true. Titans are really good at the lateral across the ground movement. Um, so to follow up with that then, what would you say is your favorite primary weapon or, or favorite loadout? Oh, God, this is a tough one. Because um, I, I like to mix it up a lot when I play. Um like I love to use auto rifles, hand cannons. Uh, well, pulse rifles are fun. I really suck at them. And then <laughs> I played with a scout rifle a lot in year one. But I would have to say the hand cannon. Get airborne. Come people come around corners. You're in the air with Icarus. Tap tap tap. They're done. And that was something I was I was wanting to ask. Not to interrupt you, but. Um, since I play Hunter almost every single game, uh, and I use Icarus on a hand cannon, I wanted to get your opinion on Icarus if you're not using a Hunter. What's the differences? Do you feel like it's still as strong as when you're on a Hunter, or would you opt for another perk over Icarus? How do you feel about so, it? So Icarus is just a strong perk overall. Um, as a Hunter, it is the strongest perk for you. As, say, a Titan, it might not be the strongest, um, because if you're Titan skating, you're never more than a meter off the ground when you're Titan skating. So what's good with that is making sure you have high aim assist. So when you aim in for that first shot, as you're skating really fast, it's going to stick to your target and you're going to hit that first headshot. Cause when, once you hit the ground from, and you stop Titan skating, you slow down very quickly and then you're right on target cause you've already hit the, your first shot. Um, but I do like Icarus on, I, I run Icarus on my the two hand cannons I run primarily. And yeah, I think the only thing I'd probably change up <clears throat> is if I didn't have Icarus, I'd go for a hidden hand perk. Yeah. That's, I, I hadn't thought about um, just skating. Cause I know a lot of uh, gameplays I see are Titans leading that fight, that first shot as they're skating by. So like kind of make themselves hard to hit, but also it's important that you hit your first shot as well. So absolutely interesting, interesting take on that. Um, 
And then, uh, I think I know the answer to this, but if you could only uh, take one special weapon to an abandoned uh, island with you for the rest of your life, which what, what kind would you take? Well, everyone's going to find this really surprising, but I uh, primarily made a sniper, even though I'm very good at vooping. Um, Sally V, though. I know. No, the Sally V is very strong. But <laughs> Bypassing Sally V. It's because, so, when I first started playing the Crucible, I was god-awful, and... Uh, I got to a point where like, all right, I'm going to get really good at sniping. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to be good at. And so for, I don't know, probably three months towards the end of year one, beginning of year two, I used nothing but a no land beyond in crucible. Only thing I used. So I got, so I got better at centering my sights, scoping in, you know, scoping in right where I needed to be. And then once I got, once I felt like I was getting proficient enough with that, I put on a normal primary, and I had the Vendor LDR with the one with Rodeo, Firefly, armor-piercing rounds, and the, um, I think it had Ambush and Longview SLR-10. I think I still have it in my vault. I could probably look it up. But And then I started to play with that, and that's what I played with for the longest time. And then just recently is when I started to dabble in all the secondaries. And that's when I really fell in love with fusion rifles. So while you guys all may know me as. <laughs> up now in a couple of our sweat games, as kind of a long range deterrent for certain pushes. Yeah. I remember like the first time I ever played sweats with you. I remember we were playing on. I remember this game too. Oh, I, I yeah I think I know. You gotta say anomaly. No, uh, what's what's the fallen map with the skiff in the middle? Uh, Thieves Den. Thieves Den. Thieves Den. Yep, I I remember <laughs> this. Oh man, we were playing and I had no idea the doc was any good at sniping, and so <laughs> I learned very very quickly. Took me like that whole game, but I remember like pretty much being like, "All right, I'm done tonight. Like I'm I'm logging off. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm uh, so annoyed at getting hit in the face so, by this guy." So so pr- pretty much here's how that night went. The first match was on blind watch. And I took one golden gunner out of his super. Uh, the first match, and then the second match, I took a storm collar out of his storm collar right as he was ionic blinking and i remember going back and watching um the replay i think cave might have been streaming it that night i went back and watched and someone's the guy's like all right i'm gonna push with storm pops it blinks it (laughs) and all of a sudden all of a sudden i hear two all three together go like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) taken out it was i do not i don't remember that i remember the thieves den game specifically well yeah i remember after the game the couple of guys that you were playing with were like dude you are playing trials with us this weekend like we want you (laughs) i i I was playing with uh turtle daddy and juice yep yep so juicy juice so yeah that that was that was I, I do remember that. So, so taking that into consideration, of course, we don't play on Thieves Den in our settings. Yeah. Um, but what other than those maps maybe would be your favorite map in game type? Oh, Burning Shrine for sure. It's a classic. I really like it. Pretty much any map that's balanced, but Burning Shrine's up top. And then game type, I really Symmetrical. like. Yeah, I really like Zone Control. It's a very fun game. Very fun game type to play that's not full of BS scoring where I can outslay someone by five kills and still lose Rumble. Yeah, very much agree with that. Um, and then, so uh, of course we have to make sure we get everybody's input on this. Which side are you on? Um, am I going to be able to continue to speak <laughs> to you or are you going to like chicken nuggets? Um, neither. <laughs> Give me ribs. Okay. No, that's a new no, that's a cop out. You got to answer. Well, no, because <laughs> he's gonna say nuggets. Because he's gonna say nuggets. That's why. No, oh, okay. no, I, <laughs> definitely with definitely with the bone in, but okay, All right. but I will take ribs over wings any day if that's an option. You know, that's okay. That's fair. That's fair. He answered the question and he likes ribs better. Yeah, that's absolutely. Fine. <laughs> so caveman. You're up next on the hot seat. 
What got you into gaming? All right. Um, I was at my cousin's house or something, and they had a PlayStation. And I don't remember the name of the game, but I vividly remember what the game looked like. It was like this motorcycle hover racing game, and it was awesome. And I remember thinking, like, I got to get back to my cousin's house to play that game after we left. I'm like, that's all I could think about for, like, ever. Eventually ended up getting nice. a Nintendo 64, played GoldenEye and Super Smash Brothers oh, and all that Goldeneye, for, for ages. Yes. Oh yeah. yes, Golden Eye. And then as we as we got older, uh, we would just kind of get whatever the new console was. We ended up getting a PlayStation Two, um, and an Xbox, like a normal, a regular Xbox, uh, the original one. And we got we got Halo, Halo and Halo Two. I actually played a lot more Halo Two than I played uh, Halo. Oh yeah, Xbox but, Live. Yeah, yeah. We played um, we played a lot of PvP. I always thought I was good. I probably was terrible but i always thought i was pretty good were you, um, were you a neighborhood hero you beat everybody i mean like but, uh, let's just say that like my brother and i used to play so much and there was like a high school tournament and we were on the turn we were like on a team for the tournament and we didn't lose a single game hey there you go so, there you go uh, that was like the one nice. like legitimately competitive thing i ever did with halo um i wouldn't even really call it competitive but it was you know we, it was an actual tournament that we competed in but so you have a hundred percent win percentage in uh, Halo events. Yeah, so and probably like a five KD. So <laughs> like watch, out, watch out, you try hard. What an incredible prodigy! No there you go. Man. What happened? Jeez. No. <laughs> so my next question for you is, uh, what got you into Destiny, and what class did you fall in love with right away when you got into it? Uh, what got me into Destiny? Okay, so I I love FPS games, and I love RPGs. I played um, I played a lot of Fable. I played a lot of uh, World of Warcraft, actually, for a couple of years. Um, and so I had a friend who was telling me about Destiny. I, I hadn't even heard of it, to be completely honest with you. Um, hadn't even heard of it until, like, Taken King was out. I was like, it wasn't really on my radar. I was, like, doing other things in my life and stuff. And my friend was like, hey, you should play this game Destiny with me. And I was like, all right, like... Okay, let's do it. So I, I bought the game. It was like on sale because the Taken King was, had just come out. And I started playing it, and it was amazing. I remember the very first, one of the very first things uh, my friend was showing me after I after I downloaded it. He like came over that night and showed it to me, and we downloaded it. And we're just sitting there on the couch, and I'm like asking questions about it. So we go to the directory, and we're looking at like the Earth map or the Mars map or whatever. And I'm like, so how do you, like, run from this top part of the map down to this? Like, how long does it take you to run from one spot to the other? And he's like, no, 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 it doesn't really work like that. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, how do you, what do you mean that you can't run on the map? Like, isn't that what it's for? I didn't know they were missions. It was just, like, a screen for missions. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That was just a funny thing that threw me off with Destiny when I first started playing. Um, my favorite class, well, I started off as a hunter. Uh, I played Gunslinger pretty much until I leveled the class up, and then I moved on to other things. Um, Mistake. I know. Mistake. I I I like Gunslinger. I appreciate it, but I'm I'm a Night Stalker for sure. I play with Hunter. I play Night Stalker. I I learned how to play PvP my Night Stalker. Um, I didn't make a Titan or a Warlock for like ages, just because I was like I want to just play this, and then. Eventually, I made the other two classes, and I enjoy them a lot. But I would say, I don't know. At this point, I'm probably like 50-50 between Night Stalker and Voidwalker. But I enjoy, I, I think I'm a, a Night Stalker at heart, probably. Nice. So so, uh, yeah. so when you're running this uh, Heart of the Night Stalker for you, well, uh, what weapons are you running? Right now, the Vendor Palindrome from a few weeks ago. I actually, it took me forever to get into hand cannons. I played with Mida and then Hawksaw forever. And then eventually I rolled, um, I got a, a Lord High Fixer with Icarus Rifle and Hot Swap from, from Shax. And I threw it in my vault. I was like, I'm not very good with hand cannons. I'm going to leave this. This looks like a halfway decent roll. And then, like, I don't even know how long it was sitting there. Eventually, like, one day I was just looking through it. And I was like, hey, guys, is this thing any good? And they were like, dude, you should play with that. And I was like, all right. So I played with that thing for months 
like I couldn't put it down. Like once I started playing with it, I'm like, I am now good at hand cannons. Like I can play with hand cannons now. It was really fun. Nice. So, and yeah. then uh, yeah, not many people get a good uh, Lord High Fixer. I haven't seen too many people using it because it's just rare to get a, an actual good roll on it. Yeah, yeah, but the best roll I've gotten on one, I have one that's a rifled barrel with hot swap and life support about the best one i've gotten i mean the range is great it's it feels like a very sticky weapon and the the life support actually not as bad as i thought it was going to be it has saved my butt multiple times there are definitely worse perks you could get that's yeah life support's not too bad yeah yeah so uh what's your favorite game type and map game type i really like supremacy really like supremacy i like being able to deny crafts and stuff i think that's really cool i think it awards like it's a very like team oriented game because like if you're moving together and controlling fights as a team you can uh you can do really well so that's Absolutely. why i like supremacy favorite map is 100 percent exodus blue 100 percent um nice probably of like the maps that we play most regularly I've got to say my least favorite is Burning Shrine. I really am not a fan of Burning <laughs> really? Shrine. Really? Yeah, I really oh, don't. Unpopular opinion. I know. I just, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of really like long lanes and you can get shot from goofy angles that you can't see people on radar from. Plus like the sunlight and I don't know. It, it drives me nuts. Like if we play Rumble on it or whatever, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> everybody knows the map so well like there's nowhere to hide because everybody just knows every little nook and cranny of that map because that's true and so. th that that's also why i really like the map because it it really since everyone knows every nook and cranny it really makes the map you know play like a map should like there's no real cheese spots to get up really high onto or anything it's just yeah. you know where everyone's at who's better I can yep. agree with that. Yeah. All right. The last and obviously most important question: bone in or bone out wings? Um, I like I like chicken wings. There you go. <laughs> if they don't make the bird food. fly, they're not wings. So that's all I'm saying. There you go. I agree. I, a lot of people totally. say that they like boneless wings because of their ease of eating, and I fully agree with that. But you know. Yeah, well, to each their own, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so it sounds like we're all three bone in. Yep, bone in. We are bone all three the bone in. Yeah. So uh, move, move, moving off our more thorough introductions, uh, we're going to toss over to Ursa here with some website and Discord updates. Yeah, so um, as of last night, uh, we had a pretty big update come out. Uh, talked about a lot of the recent things. There hadn't been an update in quite a while, about, uh, I guess, a month or so had gone by. Um, so there's a lot to catch up on. But the biggest things being that uh, we released this podcast, um, and we also launched our Twitter account. So uh, we're in the process of building that, building a community around that. And then uh, the other big announcement is that we are having our 100-member uh, event from June 2nd to June 4th. So that's kind of to celebrate the growth that we've seen. Um, we're going to have a Rumble tournament, a 4v4 tournament, and then offer uh, trials help throughout the entire weekend for anybody who wants to come hang out with us, uh, meet some people, and uh, you know, hopefully learn something. So we're really excited to get all this stuff going. Um, and yeah, as far as the, the, upside, or the website stuff goes, that is the, the gist of it. Very nice, very nice. I know there's also a thing in there about Guardian Con. You guys are going. Make sure you get a hold of Ursa. And because then he'll connect everyone that's going. Because I know I'm going to Guardian Con myself. And love to meet up with people there. For sure. We'd love to have people represent uh, the league. If you're going and you would like to represent us, get in touch, uh, get in touch with me. And uh, we can talk about details what we need to do and uh it'd be great to have you go on down and rep the bear come drink with me yeah that's <laughs> the real reason obviously <laughs> well because like i'm visiting my sister right before that so it's going to be like three days of staying up late waking up early with her drinking because me and her drink when we're together and then i'm going to go down there and i'm going to drink for another three days so it's going to be a rough week for me 
We're going to need to schedule our game, like, right when you get back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it, if that's the case, then I will sober up for a night to be ready for that. <laughs> so moving on from the updates there, we're going to go over some matches that have happened here since our last podcast. And let me tell you, there have been a couple really good ones. Uh, the first one that happened, it was the night after the podcast, was my team, the Koalas, versus the Penguins. Uh, Koalas ended up prevailing 3-2. to two, But let me tell you, the zone control match on Burning Shrine for Game 4 was one of the best matches I have ever seen or played in. We won to push it to a game f- to push it to a game five, fifteen hundred to fourteen ninety. Wow, that's as close as it gets. Yeah, we were tied a- at four- well, we were tied at fourteen eighty. We were tied at fourteen eighty, and we happened to get we captured B in time for the last for the ticks to come up. So we got a twenty tick, and they got a ten tick. It did, was did crazy. Did that one? Uh, yeah, it's, I think uh, Hypo streamed it, I streamed it, and I think OP Penguin streamed it as well from the Penguins. Okay, cool. I think. I remember seeing a couple of the other matches, but I wasn't sure yeah. who, who but actually was. It was crazy. Was... And then the game before that on Supremacy, the Penguins beat us 100 to 94. Oh, wow. And it was literally. Three kill games. Yeah, and it was literally. It was 98 to 94. off the respawn they were just a little bit closer because we could have had two denied that one and then we were all pushing in so it would have been one last engagement to decide it so that game was also extremely close it was phenomenal matches all around from the penguins it was such a crazy series they are a really good team very solid team i felt like i was losing the majority of my ones but granted, afterwards we were talking, they felt they were losing the majority of their ones too, so very even. <laughs> That's how you know it was a good match. Yeah, yeah sounds like yeah, you were probably losing half of them, which feels like the majority. Yeah. 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 Um, next up, we have the Sharks defeating the Lions. Cave, tell us a little bit about that match. Yeah, um, I'm actually trying to look the stats up as we speak. I probably should have done this before we played. Um <laughs> We uh, the first game on uh, Asylum, the zone control game. I, I'm speaking for our team. We were very, very much trying to stay together, and then to just as soon as as soon as one of the other people uh, on the opposing team were to take a zone, we immediately moved to the opposite zone, so that we were always controlling at least two. Obviously, it's very hard to do, um, but like we were trying to be very proactive and really not trying to branch off like one at a time because it's easy to like. You're like, oh, I'm going to push A when there's, like, three people on A and you're by yourself and you're just trying to, like, make this, you know, last-ditch effort to try and save the zone when, in fact, you could have been doing something more productive. So we did a really good job of kind of sticking together as a team. Um, like, as far as location-wise, like, we were close to each other and really not engaging unless we were together. Um, so we actually, our team, our team comp kind of helped us with that, too. We had three shutdown supers and one roamer. So they had a bunch of shut or a bunch of roaming supers, so we were able to to neutralize their supers pretty well, just because of the nature of of the subclasses that we were running versus theirs. So, which is obviously like pretty satisfying, just when you, you know what I mean. I, I actually I heard that from them too, they, and they mentioned that your comp really uh, made it difficult for them. I think they were running blade. Uh, Storm and uh, Sunbreaker. And we had a Slam, a Nova, and a Tether. So, I mean, right there, we were all, like, we were able to shut them down. Just almost every, there was almost always somebody, like, if they popped a Roamer, we had a shutdown, and we were able to take take care of it. So, um, so that was, uh, that was the, that was the first game. Um... And let's see. Second one was well, dang it. I need to like pay more attention here. <laughs> Anomaly clash. Yeah, again, we we were rotating like really, really well as a team. Um we were just sticking together and making sure that we were kind of team shotting. In fact, um I went back and looked at that game, uh the clash. Or no 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 no. 
the Asylum game, the Zone Control Asylum game, our team had 39 assists as a team. That's awesome. And I wow. think I think that's, we had like yeah, I think we had like solid. 60 I think we had like 65 kills total and 39 of them were were team shot kills. That's so, very good. Yeah, I mean I actually at the end of the game I looked down through it was like 10 10 10 and 9 assists. So we were we were doing pretty solid with that. Very um nice. Yeah. The anomaly game again um I actually did not do very well that game, but I had 12 assists, so that was good. <laughs> all 12 assists. That, I mean, that always counts. Yeah, I, my, I always... my KD my KD wasn't very good. I went very negative. <laughs> I was 7 and 11, but I had 12 assists, so I was I was pitching in there with the assists. Hey man, that that KDA that's then. That's not a bad game at that all. That KDA is yeah, solid. It... Yeah. Yeah, Dylan went off. W, he was that's what matters. 23 yeah. and 15. He was doing good that game. Yeah, because again, I know... we're just trying to like stay stay right next to each other, and make sure we're not like venturing off, because that's it's your easy pickings, and it's easy to go from like one to the next to the next, you know. Yeah, and, right. and also on um, that also on that assist comment, um, hypo added up our assists from our match with the Penguins. Over the five games, we had two hundred and twenty-two assists as a team. Wow! Wow! That's crazy. Yeah, that might be a record. It was. It, I I saw that. I'm like. You're kidding me, right? He's like, no. I'm like, I'm gonna go do the math. I think you did it wrong. No, he was right. <laughs> oh wow. my god. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. That's wild. So moving yeah. on, or moving on to the next. Yeah, we game. had, we what? had, yeah, we had one, we had one more game. Um, oh, sorry. For that series, yeah, I'll talk about that like real quick. We played uh, Supremacy, and again, Supremacy is like my favorite game type. We we did really well that game as well. We we ended up. Uh, beating them uh 3-0 but it was like the games were close they were they were tough but we i really think that we just stuck so close together especially for supremacy um that we were able to to pull it out especially on uh twilight gap it's so critical to hold that that upper bc area um that it's 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 tough trying to push up from below and trying to like take that high ground the way the spawns work that map so yeah and then uh, moving on to the next match, the Lions rebounded from that loss to the Sharks to defeat the Grizzlies 3-0. Ursus, this one's for you, buddy. Yeah, uh, so that was uh, really well played by them. Um, in particular, Creedon played really, really well um, that whole series. We were trying out one of our uh, new players, um, Cave. <laughs> Different Cave. Um, K-A-V-E. In that match. Yeah, so he's, he's one of my... Uh, Halo teammates throughout the years, um, really smart player. I'd expect him in the uh, coming weeks and months to really start gaining traction and, and being a good player um, for us. But at the moment, he's still learning. Uh, of course, that's not an excuse. Um, they We just got outplayed. There's there's not much else to say about it. Um, I know um, we actually re- we streamed those games, so uh, we can go back and, and watch those, or you guys can go watch those. Um, and it really just came down to they played better than us. Um, we started getting uh, frustrated, letting our attitudes getting the best of us, and um, it showed. So congrats to them. That was a well-played series. And then you guys had another game one of the next couple days against the Penguins, which you prevailed 3-2. to two. Those were great matches. I ended up watching all five on the PvP Bear Twitch stream, which is awesome, by the way. I forgot who set up the Twitch stream. DM was it? That's yes, that's DM. So was doing. He did a he, fan, he did awesome. fantastic job. Nice little split screen. Had the scoreboard, the team logos on it. Looked awesome. DM, way to go. He's the best. Um, so yeah, so and actually that uh, series was a scrim. So we still have to play our match for the sprint. Um, we wanted to get a practice series in. Oh, well, I didn't uh, know that. So, but. Yeah, but th- that makes me even more excited for the actual series now because of how close it was. So we had multiple um, games that were, I mean, within just mere seconds. Like the zone control, they won at the very end. They won in like the last 20 seconds. Uh, MT had a really clutch bubble on the uh, A zone outside, and they were able to triple cap us. And I think they only triple capped us for like two ticks to tie it up, and then by the time we were able to uh, grab C out of desperation, they were still running away with it, um, and they won 15-10 to 14-60, I think. 
Um, yep. This is, um, and that's actually that one and the, the one after it, um, Cauldron Clash. Um, I did a gameplay review of mine and Scorcho's gameplay on those, and those will be actually be up on our media page soon. Um, or just kind of talk through how each team is moving together, what we're doing, why we're doing what we're doing. Um, we ended up did uh, we did edge them out there at the very end. Clash on Cauldron, we won by 20 points, Ooh. so it was. Uh, 1720, 1700, I think. And it was, it was as, you know, it was, it was as close as it could be. Um, really well played by Penguins. Um, and, uh, our team, you know, did equally good. It was a really, really fun series to watch. Scorcho streamed all of it. I streamed the final game. Um, so yeah, that, those resources will be up for us to, uh, kind of talk about. Everyone can watch if you want to later on. That's awesome. I did not realize that was just a scrim. I probably should have checked the AM submission page for that. Uh, oh, no, that's fine. We, we just wanted to make sure we got uh, some practice games in, um, try to get back on track. As, as you guys know, we're off to a little bit of a rough start, but I'm confident in these guys to get back on track. Yeah, and then the last game that took place just the other day, I didn't get a chance to watch it. I don't know if either one of you two did. The Bulldogs defeated the Unicorns. I did watch that one. Um, really, I think what it comes down to is Bulldogs have played together for a long time. Um, they're not new to these game types and these settings. Um, very much veterans when it comes to this. Unicorns, uh, mostly newer guys, uh, at least to Sweats um, in the competitive scene. So it really comes down to... Um, who has more experience, and in this case, Bulldogs have more experience. Um, they did have close games. Nothing was a blowout that I saw. Um, I had a personal favorite on that team. I really like to watch Darius play. He almost always streams. Um, and he, he's almost always a night soccer, but this time he was a storm caller, so that was fun to watch. Um, overall, good series. Bulldogs were able to come out on top on that one, um, but I, I still expect the Unicorns to... You know, they're kind of in the same boat we are, um, pick up some traction and, and finish out the uh, later half of the season strong. Yeah, Bulldogs have been historically a pretty tough team to face. I'm not going to lie, I do not like playing against them. <laughs> I like, every time we play against them, I'm like, oh man, here we go. Like, we got to do this again. I don't like playing. They, they're they're good. Like they miss, they don't miss shots. They move well as a team. They're aggressive. It's like oh man. Like I mean, they're beatable, but they are not fun to play against. To say that it's it's difficult. Yeah, uh, we they're, um they're solid. They were in the championship last uh, last season against us, and it was um you know always difficult games, hard fought games. So they're they're one of the top teams for sure. Mm, absolutely. Um, so with those review of matches done, uh, some upcoming matches that we know about, I know this Sunday at, I think it's three thirty central time. The, uh, koalas are playing the bulldogs. Ooh. And so there you go. There's your, there's your, uh, primer info for that one. Yeah. Um, that's, and then, I don't know who's going to win that one, dude, just oh, to, it's just to be make a great quick match. comment on it. It's going to be a really good match. I think. Yeah. It's going to be a fantastic match. And, I've been trying to follow the Discord uh, AM scheduling to see if there's any other ones coming about, um, and I haven't really seen any. So I, uh, we are playing on Friday. We are playing uh, Ursus team. We're what playing Scorcho. So that's going to be Friday night at um, nine Eastern. What a great way to kick off your weekend. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, so my, my team. My Seg is actually going out of town for like a week or so. So uh, we've got a, our sub has been filling in. He's been doing really, really well fantasy. He's been like, he doesn't play sweats a lot, but he's just like a very smart, very team oriented player. And he's just been killing it. Like nice. he's, he doesn't play sweats a lot, but man, he's, he's just a good player. So it's just good having a guy like him on our team. So it's going to be me, uh, Dilro, Yeti and fantasy. So yeah, and uh, just I'm, remember. I'm looking um, forward to that game because I know I know this just got switched around the Discord, so the AM game submission and scheduling has been um, restricted to captains only to kind of clear up some clutter. So if a game match does get scheduled, make sure uh, someone from your team posts it up in the general, so that way 
everyone can kind of know what's coming up and when, not just when, you know, the Twitch thing pops up. Because I know I would personally like to set aside a little time on a Friday night, for instance, now and watch myself a good match. There you go. Perfect. Good point. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. So, yeah, we'll make sure everybody knows when these games are going to happen. Yeah. So, moving on from that, um, how do you guys think the maps are playing in this new rotation? Ursus, we'll start with you. I'll let you uh, okay, if you're going to start with me. Uh, I don't like this rotation nearly as much as the last one. Um, we we didn't test all these rotations for the combination of the maps that are in each one. This rotation has a lot more close quarters maps. So you've got Clash on two maps that are historically for supremacy um, so far for us. Um, they play really up close. A lot of sticky nades, a lot of shotguns. Um, Asylum zone control, I didn't used to mind it, but Scorcho really doesn't like it, and he's rubbing off on me. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I really don't like it, but that's another reason to play it more, you know, get better at it, learn why you don't like it, and, um, you know, get better. So, um, and then as far as Supremacy, Twilight, I love that game type. That one is one of my favorites. Anything on Twilight, I really like. Um and then, of course, Burning Shrine Zone is the uh, is the fourth game in there. It's second zone control map. Also one of my big favorites. I really enjoy that one. Um, I think most people do, except Caveman. So. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad it's the, at least the fourth match, or fourth map, because we don't have to play it like right off the bat. So I actually, I'm actually enjoying this rotation. I'm more of a close quarters guy. I like shotgunning. You know? yeah, so I'm, 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 in, I'm in. I'm personally <laughs> enjoying the rotation, too. The only one that I'm maybe indifferent about is the anomaly for Clash. It it can have a tendency to play really fast, but then really slow. It has its peaks and valleys with play because once yeah because once a team takes control of the middle, then it's like okay, how are we gonna push them? Well, let's try this way. Let's probe here, and then a play gets made, and then it's a bunch of killing really quick, and then just a flood, and then a one team gets a wipe, and then it's okay, slow it down. Let's probe. Let's feel out where they are, and then go. So it, it has its peaks and valleys, which isn't a bad thing, but. It, it, I think it could play a little bit average quicker. So it's it's one of the only maps that really plays that oh, way. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, Cauldron maybe kind of does, but I, I still feel like Cauldron's faster than Anomaly. Yeah, no, I feel Cauldron's quicker too because, um, well, yes, there's doors and doors suck in Destiny. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. Especially through pool room in middle room so coffin room and pool room you have one guy sneak out the back door say to bones and the other team's in red room you go out uh, bones door come in but you stay along the wall so it still looks like you're with your team in that room and then you can pop out on a quick little flank and now you're coming out two doors rather than just funneling through one right so it does have an interesting dynamic to it in that sense all the sprints are pretty different, so it's, it's good to get a good mix of uh, game types throughout this season yeah, uh, I, rather than the entire season being one. Yeah, I really like the way it's set up with these kind of like three-week little series where you can plan, you know, a given rotation of maps with a given bunch of game types. I like I like not having to play the same thing over and over like everybody. Yeah. Sure, so. Yeah. Good. And so yeah. moving. for a very good reason the destiny gameplay reveal coming up which we'll get to a little bit later they're getting to play copies of d2 they get to take some home um but yeah there's actually there's actually a a bungee podcast if you guys haven't if you haven't uh listened to it yet i've listened to it it's it's really interesting listening to their take on it luke smith is in it and I can't think of who the other guy is, but he's kind of the big one. So it's like a 50 minute podcast. If you guys want to check that out on their website on bungie.net. So, yeah. And, uh, moving on to some vendor weapons of interest. Um, there's nothing that really stands out as a God roll this week. Um, most of the items are decent rolls, but most everyone has their wormwood already. Uh, the event horizon this week from the, uh, crucible quartermaster comes with quick draw or snapshot. Uh, Army of One and Life Support, and then Hidden Hand. I wasn't able to get online and or get on and check the scopes out, but 
There happens to be short a good. Gaze. It has short gaze. It has short it does gaze. Have short there gaze. You go. So that, so that could be a. Very I would good say one. that's probably a god roll. Yeah, yeah that's, that's very close, if not a god roll on the event horizon. Um, eh, you might want something different than army one or life support, but army one can be a decent perk. Uh, refilling your melee. Yeah, and army your one. I think grenade. if you use it in 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 sweats right now, army of one is a little bit of an underrated perk because of the way the T three discipline absolutely rule works. You can kind of yeah. give yourself an extra an extra hand with that. Um, but in, every unassisted kill you get gives you four seconds off your grenade. So I mean. You get two kills in the space of your grenade. You know you're down eight seconds. So it's not. It's it's a good perk. I mean, you've got to be when it says unassisted. You have to be means, hitting your headshots. Yeah. When it. I mean, but even for like if you have a primary with it, like I have an Is Luna with it. Um, and it means when when it says unassisted, it means like you get the kill with that weapon and that weapon only. I have actually tested it. So like if you, you know, say you're Ursus and you you know, shoot somebody with your event horizon and then, you know, throwing knife them. Not that you would do that, but, you know, you're a god throwing knife. <laughs> yeah, I've never there done you that. Go. So, like, if you do that, like, it wouldn't count, um, wouldn't count as a kill, like an unassisted kill, or if you melee somebody and then snipe okay. them or whatever. Like, it has to be with that weapon and that weapon only. So you can't, you can't blint somebody. Um, like, if you have a primary, you can't, it's a nice hawker, you couldn't smoke them and then and then shoot them. It has to be with the weapon, so. Gotcha. So yeah. Good to know. But as a sniper, I, I mean, that. like you're going for headshots, so it's like it's kind of one of those weapons where you're not really, you know, either you're going to be getting the kill with the weapon or you're going to be blinting or something like that. So. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, at the Crucible Quartermaster this week, the 44 Curtain Call shotgun. Uh, this week is rolling with uh, rifle barrel, close and or personal or battle runner. Both are solid perks. For the shotgun and then full auto. Yeah, I, and I actually got the one from last week with knee pads, and uh, I was telling you guys before we did this how much uh, I'm in love with it. I really, really like it. Um, if the only thing I think I would use over it is a year one Matador party crasher with knee pads. The, the knee pads with um, with this archetype is is really effective for me as a, especially as learning you know how to use a shotgun are we for the most part is knee pads a banned perk or sweats it used to be i don't know if it still is the year one for no like any i'm not sure i'm, I'm like thinking now I'm not you can use your one shotguns with knee pads yeah oh yeah you can so if you okay. got one if you got it flaunt it bring it out yeah beautiful new monarchy has an auto rifle this week it's the doctrine type archetype with hidden hand um i think it's counterbalance and then um high caliber rounds so a lot of stagger with that nice. one um still like a little bit of range on it rather than necessarily the flinching but It'd definitely be interesting to use because I'm pretty sure the flinching does not take range into effect. So you could flinch people from a lot farther away while doing less damage and still be able to maybe rack up that kill. Um, other than those, I didn't really see anything that really jumped out like, ooh, I'd want to try that. I know the Vanguard, um, the Vanguard Quartermaster has a fusion rifle with Icarus, which I've always wanted to try because I think that would be really dirty in certain situations and I'd hope I'd get people to rage quit. That's my goal. When I play the crucible now is get people to send me hate mail and rage quit. See how many people you can quit. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and so that's, that's pretty much it for the vendor spotlights. Um, in terms of armor and stuff, uh, there's some marks out there that are 96% plus rolls and some bonds. Um, go around and look at those cause that's just too much to look at in one sitting. But I think that there is a hunter chess piece being sold by somebody that's got void armor. That's a hundred percent roll. I'm not sure who's selling it, but Ooh, yeah. it is uh, dead orbit. It's dead orbit. Shed it's got orbit. intellect strength, hundred percent, hundred percent chess piece roll with void armor and fusion rifle ammo. Well, just in case we bring back QBB. There you go. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
and to close out our podcast uh, today, we're going to do the Q&A session. We had uh, quite a few submissions over the course of the week from you guys. So we're going to address three of the questions here this evening. Uh, the first question is, with someone new to competitive play, um, what would be a good area on focusing to improve in this competitive play? Because it is a lot different than normal Crucible in Destiny. Ursus, we'll start with you. Um, so the biggest thing I would say is consistency overall. Um, I think you should choose one subclass that you really like, that you have the desire to improve with. Uh, don't worry so much about um, metagame choices or team composition or things like that when you're getting started. Uh, it's best to make sure that you um, really have the, the desire to get better and that you also focus on being consistent. Um, and I think also along with that, with the current state of Destiny, that has a lot to do with your primary weapon skill. Um, so I would, I would choose a class, I would uh, focus on your primary shot, find a primary you really like, and, and stick to it until you feel really good with it. Gabe, what do you have to say on this subject? Um, I would say, again, the same thing as Ursus. You, you need to be consistent. Stick into the same guns. Learn the equip speed. Learn the stow speed. ADS speed. You know, how quickly you can fire yeah. the weapon and things like that. Um, on all of the the effective range of your weapon, like just if you know those things, you're going to be so much more effective. Um, that's and as far as being a good teammate, make sure that you are not alone on the map. That's what I would say is another big. It's very easy to kind of get tunnel vision and to kind of run off and you see somebody on your map, you're like, oh, I'm going to kill him or I'm going to push him and try and keep him away. You need to be with your team. In four v four, it's very easy to get outnumbered very quickly and have things go bad. So, I I know one thing I did um, to practice for sweats is I went in with one of my friends to the crucible, and what I told him is like, I'm like, whatever you tell me, I'm gonna do. For one whole, for like, I think I did like three whole games in a row and like a clash match. Wherever he went, I went. Whatever he told me to do, I would do. If he told me to go flank from the right. And so I could, I developed that ear for that, like, hey, I'm pushing through this doorway. I want you to push around to the right to get an angle. And so that that really helped me develop my teamwork skills for um, get. I, and I think that kind of goes a, a lot when when we're talking about the second part of that question. What makes a good sweat teammate? Um, I think a huge part of that is the communication. So even little things like uh, to to say, Doc, I'm behind you. I'm following you. I'm with you over here. Um, and, and making good effective callouts and then responding to your teammates' callouts is um, probably the most valuable thing I look for in a teammate. I want communication. That's at the basis of all of it. Yeah, and, and not only good communication, but succinct communication. Like, you know, on Cauldron, you know, red room on pillar, one, half health. You know, something short like right. that that gives a lot of good information. I tend to do a lot of callouts like right when I first spawn, like I'm by A pushing B or like it, it lets your teammates know kind of like where you are and where the safe spots of the map are in that moment. That's very. Like if that, you're on Cauldron and call you're out. spawning by in the green area, like your teammates can be like, okay, if I need to fall back, like I know like I can fall back to Bones or Green Room, kind of mm -hmm. a thing. So that's a good point. With point. the way that the spawns work, you know that like an enemy's not going to be spawning there unless you just kind of get really unlucky. So I, I like I like that a lot. I do that a lot for my teammates, let them know kind of where the safe areas are. If they need to back up that this area is, you're good to come here. Absolutely. That is really, really important. So would you say that communication is the biggest thing for a teammate with you too? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because good communication can make up for maybe some gun skill uh, inabilities because your teammates will know where you're at and you can assist like we were talking about yeah, earlier. You, sh you should be extensions of each other's radar, essentially. Exactly. Yeah, that's very, very good way to think mm -hmm. about it. Uh, moving on to the next question that was asked. What is a pet peeve of ours when it comes to things people say when playing PvP, whether it be scrims, trials, uh, etc.? Cave, start with you. Uh, 
I do this, like I have this bad habit, is like explaining to your teammates how you died after you died. Like nobody, you're dead. Like nobody cares. Move on. I, and I have a terrible problem with that. I'm like, oh, dude, he got me from this with the stupid, and I, oh man, that's so stupid. But like, you're not helping, and so I, I need to get better at that. But it annoys me when other people are doing that because I'm like, I, li- I don't even like it. Literally, doesn't matter why or what happened to you <laughs> just now. Like, we spawn back up and let's move on. Yeah. So, Ursus. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that, too. And you're wasting time and you're clogging up the, the voice channel with you complaining about how you died. Um, everybody does do it. Um, I think that's it's just not good for the team, especially it, it's easy to be talking like that. And then you kind of discourage your teammates and everyone's like, oh, he's doing bad. Or, he just got killed. Oh, I just got killed. Oh, that's so stupid. And it kind of really throws the focus off for the entire team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think keep the communication uh, in your mind in the game. Don't don't let yourself drift off with stuff like that. Yeah, I know for me one of my biggest pet peeves, you will say, actually comes in trials when you know we have this wonderful tool, uh, Destiny Trials Report, and people look it up. Now, I never look up stats when I do it. I just look up loadouts and subclasses. Um and someone's like, oh, these kids are terrible. And automatically that puts the whole team in a mindset of like, oh, we can take it easy. And then these terrible kids end up wiping us 5-0. And they're like, oh, these guys are so bad. Isn't that like, well, they just beat us, so they're not bad. I don't know why you'd put that in your head to begin with. You should approach every game like you're playing um, a freaking sweat team that's in the Destiny yeah. Championship Series. That's how you need to approach it. Yeah, so, I... I have a terrible pro- – I used to look everybody up. I play I play a lot of trials, for those of you that know me. I play a lot of trials on the weekends. And I used to look everybody up. And then a few weeks ago, like, well, probably like a month ago, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to look anybody up. Like, I'll determine how good they are based on, like, the things that I see in-game. And it also kind of helps you to not psych yourself out against really good teams because, like – We'll play against a really good team, and then I'll have one of my. I'll be like, "Were those guys any good?" And they're like, "Yeah, they were like 2.2 KD, and like they were 2400 Elo." And I'm like, "Oh, really?" Like, but if I'd have known that going in, I would have been like, "Oh shit!" And like my shot would have been crazy. I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah, you get that mental block. Yeah, if you don't know, then yeah, it helps you a lot. I think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, some information's good, like to know kind of who the strong player is in the team, but. If you're just gonna like, if you're just gonna sit there and the and the information is going to be a detriment to your gameplay, then it's it, you sh- you're better off not knowing. Absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. And uh, so the last question here for this podcast is, how important is it for an individual type of role that that may be versus? Uh, so this is this is um a very interesting question. Um. Especially for me to come from Halo, this um, was a really widely spread kind of misconception about how you should play on a team. Uh, I completely hate the notion that you should be a slayer or a main slayer or a support player or something like that. Because the way it affected a team in Halo is somebody would say, well, I'm the main slayer. I'm not going to go grab the flag. That's not my job. Um, And of course, this is Destiny, but as far as some people being more aggressive and some people being more support-oriented, if you assign yourself a role, then you're going to discourage yourself from uh, doing certain things. You know, like, it would be really good for me to flank right here, but I'm a mere support player. I'm not going to do that. I'm not good enough to go for this flank. And I I really don't think that you should kind of label yourself as a certain type of player when it comes to that. Um, Leads to stale gameplay and um, kind of limits your your actions in game, in my opinion. I would absolutely echo that opinion, for sure. Because Destiny's a very unique game in that everyone's a slayer, and yet you all have support abilities, whether it be your grenades, your melees, in the instance of a um, night stalker hunter. It's a very you know, it's a that's a support melee. Because your melee now can reach across the map. Someone's like, oh, I'm getting chased out this door. And someone's like, oh. Your Night Stalker's like, oh, I can make that, though, with my smoke. And just hucks a smoke little thing out there. It's like, all of a sudden, you're clear and free to run, clear and free to run away. 
So right. it's yeah, it's Destiny's a very unique game in that sense. So I don't think there's necessarily defined roles. Like, you know, I could probably look at myself as I tend to lean more towards support. Like I get more captures on zone control, I have more assists, but I'm still killing. I, you know, I still average over I still get double digit kills a game. It's not like I'm not getting kills. But right. And I think that kind of goes down to like you may have a tendency to play a certain way, but you should not say I am this type exactly. of player, therefore I do not do these certain things. Yeah, exactly. The game the game is very fluid. Like the best teams are the teams that have players that are good at everything. You if you can exactly. if you can have somebody see an opportunity like here's the thing if somebody sees an opportunity and they're like well i'm not going to do it because that's not my job then you've wasted an opportunity so you need to be capable of seeing recognizing and capitalizing on opportunities very very quick Mm -hmm. a lot of players will say like oh this guy is so fast or i can't like i don't have time to think and it's because that person is seeing opportunities and grabbing them without thinking they're doing it as soon as possible so if you're if you feel like you're just kind of like one step behind, then you need to work on like some of your decision-making and your, like your situational awareness. You know, if you're leaving those kinds of things to somebody else on your team, you're not being as supportive, I guess, as you could be. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. You're you're not being supportive by making aggressive choices when you should. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Don't be, don't be hesitant. Being hesitant in this game is one of the worst habits you can fall into oh, like yeah. that's not to say to be reckless but this game rewards aggression like more than anything so if you get good at uh snap decision making and you also have a good shot or good awareness or all of the above you're really going to be a good player for your team mm-hmm. absolutely yeah g- giving the opponent a small amount of time to think and react and make their own decisions the less time that they have, the better. So the quicker you can be, the less time you give them, the better off you'll be. Obviously, exactly. like just because you have a good play and you, you know, you're kind of playing the odds and like what you did was good, and you end up dying anyway or it doesn't work out. It's like that kind of thing is okay because it's like you saw an opportunity, you took it, you know, but it didn't pan out because the other person just kind of outplayed you a little bit. Or whatever. So just because like you fail at something does not necessarily mean it was a bad play. Just because just because you lost in that certain instance. Very like, true. The next like ten times yes. it might work. So yeah, just just play the numbers, play the odds. Kind of like you have high ground, you have the first shot, you have teammates, you have special ammo, you have all these advantages in a gunfight, and like oh you lost just because you lost. Yeah, that mean, it happens. Yeah, you know, you I mean, missed a shot, but you made the right choices, and that happens. That yep, happens a lot. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So, yeah. And with that being the last question, we're gonna kind of round out the uh, second episode here. Just a reminder: we are on SoundCloud. That is where this podcast initially gets uploaded. It'll always be there first. We are on iTunes now. Uh, search PVP Bearcast on iTunes, and you will see our logo up there. Uh, eventually this will get up on youtube as soon as uh i get the youtube channel information or create one for the podcast and uh don't forget we want to do a q a every week the link to the google form will be in the discord under something eventually i think under announcements probably we can probably get that up there and uh probably and we'll definitely put it up in the general chat leading up to the next recording of the podcast. And then the last item on today's agenda, tomorrow's the big day, the Destiny 2 gameplay reveal. Don't worry, we didn't forget about it. Uh, it's at 1 p.m. Eastern time with uh, a noon start for a pre-stream. So Bungie is starting up their stream an hour before the gameplay reveal, and they are going to be cutting in with live interviews uh, from I don't know who hasn't really been announced just probably people that have been working on destiny 2 the lead creator um etc and stuff like that so i have a question for ursus and cave here what is one thing you hope you see tomorrow in the reveal and what is one thing on your wish list for d2 cave we'll start with you i really hope that we get to see some pvp obviously that's 
we're kind of all excited about. At least, at least I am. I'm excited about the story and stuff like that, but I'd like to see kind of what some of the PvP looks like. Uh, something on my wish list? Um, I don't, man, I don't know. I, I, I hope that Bloom goes away. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Ursus? Um, I really want to see what they're going to, um, show about hunters. I've kind of already decided that, uh, I'm going to stick, stick with hunter as my main squeeze going into destiny Two, assuming that there is a hunter. Um, that, that's the, the kind of play style I've embraced. So I really am excited to see what, what they're going to do with that. Um, and then wish lists for something in Destiny 2. Uh, I don't think they're going to show anything like that tomorrow because uh, the focus is on much bigger things, but I would really love to see um, more options for the competitive community, uh, whether it be ranked playlists or uh, more in-depth custom game settings, stuff like that. So we'll see what they end up showing off. I guess it kind of falls under the PvP blanket there. Yeah. Uh, my hope for the reveal tomorrow, that was something I get to see, is... I want to see what they're going to do to the subclasses. How are they going to change some of the supers? Because I knew they were, I know they were talking about that. What's going to be different about them? Do we get a fourth subclass? Um, that's really my big thing. Cause I want to figure out what I'm going to play coming up in a future, uh, future season for PVP bear league. Like, what am I going to be running? And then who knows in terms of my wish list, Bungie, don't take me out of the menu while I'm flying into an event, <laughs> please. That's the one oh, thing. That's, uh, if you don't give us anything else. Just that. Please, menu. please, please, please quit taking me out of my yeah, menu. Yeah, or when you get stuck, like, in the flying, the flying in portion of it, and you're out of, you can't log, you can't look yes. at your menu for, like, 10 or 15 seconds, and you're just, like, mashing your start button, and you're just like, what? <laughs> Why? Or you're trying to change your weapon right as you're loading in, and you're waiting for your weapons to load, and as soon as you see your sniper or shotgun up here and you go to click on it, it takes you back out of it to show you the little entries screen on the map. Thank you all very much for listening. I am Doc for Cave and Ursa. Ursus? I did it again. <laughs> did it again. Uh, we will catch you guys later. And next week, we are going to break down the D2 gameplay reveal with our thoughts, comments, and hopefully answering some of your guys' questions about the gameplay reveal. So until next time, see you guys later. See you guys. See ya.